We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. All right, we are back live from Arlington at Big 12 Media Days. I am John Kurtz. I have Derek Young with me and, of course, head coach of the Wildcats, Chris Kleiman. Excited to have him on and always excited to tell you about uh, the folks at Holiday Distillery who help bring you this podcast and the reason that uh, we can have this. Great K-State folks who support us, so please support them. They've got... 360 Vodka and Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon that you can go out and get get stocked up for your tailgates or uh, get ready to go out to the lake if that's uh, what you're choosing to do here this summer. I, you spend much time out at the lake, Coach Kleiman? I, I do not. I uh, <laughs> probably should, but uh, I spend a little bit of time at the golf course, a little bit of time uh, at the pool with the kids, but that's about it. Okay. What's the golf game like these days? Uh, I have some good shots and I have some absolutely horrendous <laughs> shots. And, and I'm the guy that could get a birdie and then triple the next hole and then have like my normal score, which would be about eight bogeys in a row. So, you know what? I don't get upset because I know this is such a short-lived season. I've got about two more weeks and I'll probably get four rounds in. And I'm good. I'll yeah. put them in the basement and I don't have to worry about it again until next April. Yeah, I like that philosophy. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, does your philosophy have to change at all now that you guys are coming here as one of the hunted as opposed to a hunter like it's been in years past? Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely changes. Um, but you embrace that. I've heard people say, well, you just don't talk about it. No, you definitely talk about it. Uh, we've told people come to K-State to win championships, not to come to K-State and be middle of the pack. So now that we've accomplished that goal, targets on our back but the standard doesn't change the standard is the standard and we have to continue to hold each other accountable to that standard and that's what we kept through winter conditioning through spring ball of continuing to raise the bar to continue to elevate the program continue to elevate yourself and your game because you are going to be hunted every year everybody's going to circle it no everybody knows in this league anybody can beat anybody uh, but now people say oh the big 12 champs are coming in and i said you earned that but that's last year. We're going to take some of the experiences that we had from winning the Big 12 and help us through some of the adverse times we're going to have this fall. But uh, absolutely, you got to you you got to attack it head on. 
Khalid Dukes moving to defensive line. Uh, I think that's kind of to shore up some of the pass rush that you may have lost with Felix. Just what are you hoping to get from him? Well, I, I'm not hoping anything. I know what I'm going to get from him in 2020 uh, and even early 2021. You guys all could have seen him rush a passer against Stanford in here and rush a passer at Oklahoma in the pandemic here and say, that kid's a Wyatt Hubert type guy. Right. And so we're moving him back to his natural position. And so I'm excited. I think the sky's the limit for a clip because I think Duke is one of the premier pass rushers in college football. Then you throw Mott on top of it and Nate Madlock on top of it. Nate was hurt all last year. I'm excited to have Nate be healthy and we can get into a good rotation and keep those guys fresh. And with Uso now probably being the guy to fill in with probably the most underrated player in Big 12 last year, Eli Huggins, just is he prepared for this moment? Uso's really prepared for this moment. You see a young man come in as a transfer like he was last summer and not being ready physically, not being ready mentally, learning from Eli for a full year, playing some. I've seen him transform his body, and that's a big body to transform. <laughs> but he moves as, as well as a lot of our tight ends, as well as a lot of our defensive ends. And, and I, I look for Uso to be an All-Big 12 player. I really do because I, I see uh, how he prepares. I see the way he watches film. I see the way he has gotten stronger and quicker. He's going to be a really good player for us. When you lose last year, I mean, the star power that you guys had, Deuce, Felix, Julius Brents, I mean, guys that are high draft picks, do you replace them by having to create more star power, or can it be more by committee? How do you view what the the task is Well, it's going to have to be by committee on offense at the running back spots. You know, Deuce Vaughn was one of a million in college football, and we had him for three years, and everybody got to see it, and people are going to see it on Sundays on this field we're sitting on. Um, but it's going to be DJ Giddens, who I think is a really, really good football player, and he's just under the radar and very quiet. But I've seen DJ get stronger, get quicker, get, you know, get bigger, and he's already a big back anyway. Uh, Treshawn Ward, we didn't see in spring ball because he had an injury, so we held him out. He's healthy now. Uh, so I'm excited to see what Treshawn can do. And we have some other younger players as well. So I think it makes us hopefully more difficult to defend as opposed to how can we get Deuce Vaughn the football how can we spread the ball out between our running backs, number of wide receivers? We get a really good tight end in Ben Sennett. So I think it makes us probably more difficult to defend. Yeah, well, you kind of lead me right in. Next question, I, I heard you've been saying you feel like the offense can be better. Yeah. Is that the case, basically, for why this offense could actually be better than last year? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a couple things. One, it's the fact that uh, we've got every offensive lineman back and a quarterback back. And you also have Colin Klein in year two as the offense coordinator. And all the things that Colin learned uh, in his first year. And, and I've been a first-year play caller. I mean, you, you learned. He did a phenomenal job, but I know he learned some things that he'll be able to take into this year. But you have all those offensive linemen back, plus the quarterback back. You're able to push things pretty quickly. You're able to install a little bit more. You're able to uh, have the game plan be a little bit larger because of the fact you have such experienced guys. Now, we kind of know what we're going to get from the offensive line. You know, those guys have played a lot of football. And you mentioned the backfield and Will Howard, a quarterback, Ben Sennett, a tight end. Is it fair that you probably want to learn the most about your receiver room during fall camp? Yeah, uh, offensively for sure. Um, yeah, Phillip Brooks, we were excited. Him. He came back yep. for a six-year. Great. It takes our return game. We're covered on that. Uh, as well as our slot receiver. Those two positions are so valuable to us, returning the slot receiver, and we've got an experienced guy that's had a lot of success. Um, Keegan Johnson's a guy that I'm really excited about that came in as a transfer uh, in January, had a great, great spring ball. 
and now he's getting around Will, throwing the ball a lot more with him. I'm excited to see what he can do. RJ Garcia is a guy that uh, came on last year uh, that learned a lot from Cade Warren. Cade Warren was probably the most unsung hero on our team last year because of all the knowledge he had and all the knowledge he gave these guys. RJ learned a bunch from him. Seth Porter learned a bunch from him. Uh, Jaden Jackson, we hope, is finally healthy. So um, we're probably deeper there, but I don't know who's that next guy that's going to jump out. Matthew Middleton is now their coach for some of those guys. They have five receiver coaches throughout their career. Just what's he bringing to Kansas State? Uh, Matthew's phenomenal and uh, relates really well with guys. And, you know, I, I, had, I played for three head coaches in college. Sometimes you just keep taking little bits of things from every coach you had and take advantage of, of all, all the wisdom that you're given and, and don't think of it as a negative. Uh, and Matthew's really jumped in with both feet. He's going to really help our passing game. I think his knowledge of the passing game and his some of the things that he's done, he was at Kent State and threw the ball as well as anybody in the country. I think he's going to elevate our passing game. One thing that came out in one of the hype videos that we saw on from your social media team here within the last year was the video of you in the locker room at Iowa State in 2020, which was a tough loss at that point in time, but you talked about doing basically exactly what came to fruition last year. Do you look back and view that as a real turning point with the program, like that game? No, not that game that season, um, because we learned a lot that season. That was really hard, for, and, and we could go into the litany of things that made it hard, but then coming back in 2021, and having Noah Johnson, having Skylar Thompson lead that team, that was the critical season for us. And we you know, had our four, four core values of discipline, commitment, toughness, and be selfless. That catapulted us through, the, I'm telling you, the pivotal game, and you guys will remember it, is at Texas Tech in 2021. Yeah, and, the Felix uh, play. We're, we're down 14-0. <laughs> we haven't even had the ball yet. Felix makes an unbelievable play to, to change the momentum in the second half of the safety. We score right before, uh, right towards the end of the game, and then have to get a big stop on those guys. That was the turning point, in my mind, for what it, what we've seen the last 18 months. Yeah, I think it's a great point, a great game to bring up. This offseason, as you're trying to get better, obviously everybody is. Are there coaches that you pick things up from, or how do you as a coach go about trying to improve Just during the offseason? Just learn more about leadership. You know, it's not the X's and O's. Uh, our, our staffs do that. You know, defensive staff goes places, offensive staffs go places or bring people in. That's what their expertise is. Mine is, is building relationships. Mine's uh, leadership style. Mine's getting the most out of every person on your team, and that's what I, that's what I try to do. I, I've got the greatest resource in the world in Ben Newman, though. You know, Ben's with us uh, nonstop. He's been, you know, kind of my right-hand man for the last nine years now. And, uh, you know, Ben's the one that I lean on, and he, I, I probably learned the most from him. You probably tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like your offense is where you want it to be to win another Big 12. If, does it feel like you it's got to see more out of the defense because they're a little bit more unknown on that side of the ball? Well, I think our front seven's really good. You okay. know, you, you talk about Uso uh, and Damian Lalio is going to give us a lot of snaps, too. Austin Moore, nobody talks about oh, He yeah. might be one of the best linebackers in the country. Um, so we're really good there. Uh, the secondary is where we have to shore up. You know, Josh Hayes was also a drafted kid. Um, <laughs> and, and Echo and Julius. And, and having Kobe back and getting Kobe back healthy. Kobe was a was kind of a spark plug for us on defense last year. We're excited about Marquis Siegel. We're excited about VJ Payne that probably learned a ton on the job training as a true freshman that maybe wasn't ready, but he's learned so much from it. Jacob Paris, another true freshman. I think he'll take the next step at corner. Um, who that other guy or guys will be, and we're going to have to play a lot of guys in the back end 
um, early on in the season. But we like the depth we have, and we've got good competition. Now we've just got to perform. Who's who's the next transfer defensive back you're sending to the NFL? Because we had Julius Brents, Rust East, you know, Josh Hayes. Is there another one? Probably Marquis Siegel. Oh, yeah? Um, Siegel's, you know, he's got to do it, and he did it uh, up North Dakota State. Um, and we've moved in positions, just like I did with Josh Hayes. Um, but uh, I'm excited because I think Siegel's that type of player. The success that you guys had recently putting players into the NFL, do you feel like that's helping you on the recruiting trail now? A hundred percent. And it goes with winning, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've told fan base this, I've told recruits this, because a lot of people maybe didn't think this for a time, that you can come to Manhattan, Kansas, and you can be drafted in the first round and you can win a Big 12 championship. And uh, we did both those two things in 2022. Is it, is it a matter of on the recruiting trail that you feel like you're getting into more living rooms than you were before? Or how, how do you feel like it's really affected you know, things? I don't know. I, I think it's more us getting kids to Manhattan. You guys know that. Once you get them to Manhattan, they're like, wow, this is not out in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of things going on. It's a vibrant campus. Students matter. Um, athletics matter. Football matters. That's the biggest thing is we've gotten more kids to come and visit us. And we're getting always into homes and schools, but we've got to get kids to come see Manhattan. And when they do and they see a kid like Deuce Vaughn do what he did or Felix do what he did or Julius, it's like, wow, I, I can do this in Manhattan. And, and uh, um, that's what we're going to continue to build on. All right, we interrupt this coverage from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington to tell you about our friends at home field. Unfortunately, I would say this is a slightly too formal event for us to really be rocking the home field gear here. You know, we got to be professional. Cole a little bit homer with the purple shirt, but that's probably to be expected, you know, playing to our roles here. But if he were truly wearing what he wanted to wear, I'm sure it would be one of the great home field shirts from the new selection that they have. Copper Bowl shirts, all sorts of old school logos, really nice soft material. Uh, it's really the best way that you can go. As far as I'm concerned, boys, it's, it's basically all I'm wearing right now in K-State gear. I mean, I came down in a home field shirt in a lavender uh, cocaine willy uh, co- home field shirt and then i packed my white uh white comparable shirt you got the dark comparable uh crew neck hoodie so i've got you know, like, we, we were told we, you were getting made fun of by drew for being on light mode as opposed to dark mode earlier right i mean i kind of was too i guess on the board but um i'm the dark guy you're the light guy I guess yeah is what that brings yeah that makes sense you hopefully know, i don't spill anything mode. on my white yeah. comparable shirt but i got seven home field shirts in my closet now so uh they're the best when it comes to K-State gear. You guys need to go to homefieldapparel.com and get your K-State selection there. You know, I saw head coach Jerome Tang in an AEU event yeah. rocking some home field. Uh, you yeah, you it's you good enough what? for Jerome Tang, people. Yeah, yeah. if Jerome Tang's wearing it, I suggest you guys get on board, too. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Ty Zender is probably one of the best special teams weapons in football for the last couple of years. Yep. Do you give Chris Tennant another bite at the apple at this Absolutely. point? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris struggled with some back issues last year, too, that uh, not a lot of people uh, probably knew about. Chris wasn't going to say anything. And, and Ty was our best option um, late in that season. And Ty wanted the ball on his foot. Uh, and he was able, I don't know if he could have done all three like he was doing at the level he was doing for 13 weeks, 14 yeah. weeks. But he was able to do it the last half of the season, and we're going to be able to split that up. Jack Bloomer, I think, is going to win the punting battle. Kicking battle is still pretty wide open. Um, Chris has, has got the advantage because he's got the, some experience, but we've got some other guys there. And then just the fact that you got Randon Platner, that you know the ball is going to be there, and then Jack's one of the best holders. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do on special teams. You were kind of counted out when you got to Manhattan and doubted because you were coming from the FCS level. You went through that 2020 season. If I hooked you up to a lie detector, did you get some personal vindication from winning the Big 12 and kind of proving yourself right? Absolutely. I think we all did. You know, I think Connor Riley did. I think Joe Klanerman did. I know Gene Taylor did. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, there is validation of, you know, you're coming to Manhattan, you're coming to Kansas State, you're not Texas, you're not Oklahoma. We, we understand that. Um, but if you, if you work your tail off, if you continue to believe and you continue to give the kids ownership, uh, and, and I knew... A, it was going to be hard to follow Coach Snyder. But I, but more than that, it takes three or four years to get your guys in the program for three or four years. <laughs> I'll be the first one to always say, if you've got guys that have been with you for three, four, or five years, you have a way better chance of being successful than playing a bunch of freshmen. One thing that Will Howard mentioned to us when we talked to him recently was he, he used the Alabama game as a lot of motivation this offseason, that not going the way that you guys wanted it to. Do you feel like that's something you guys try to use as a motivational piece, or how much do you reflect on that game? Um, don't talk to Colin Klein about that, because Colin still loses sleep over it. <laughs> Colin and Will are furious. I mean, that's what I want. That's what yeah. you expect out of competitors like that. Uh, I, we got a chance to go on a big stage against Alabama, and we were one throw away from making that thing 17-14 potentially at half. We didn't make the play, and then it, it, it snowballed on us. But we knew we were there. And so, yeah, I think it does. I know it does for Will Howard. I know it does for Ben Sennett. And most importantly, I know it does for Colin Klein to say, hey, we can play with anybody. And who knows what would have happened in the second half. Nobody knows. We didn't make the play in Alabama did. Um, but we learned from it. Kobe yeah. Savage also mentioned just kind of along the same lines, you know, you got, Big 12 championship was a huge goal for you last year. Now he's saying, like, hey, we're looking at national championship, taking that next step up. How do you kind of determine what the goal is, and is that something that you really talk about? Yeah, you know, we don't really talk about it. Um, I'm glad the kids do. I think it's great to dream. Um, but our, our goal is to have a phenomenal fall camp and prepare ourselves for the gauntlet, which we know the Big 12 is, because uh, whether you ranked them 1 to 14 and had any other rankings that, that came out with the media and stuff, we know that West Virginia could beat anybody. You know, I, I, I mean, Neil's a really good coach, and they got good players. 
they could beat anybody, and we know that we if we don't play our best, we'll, we'll get beat by anybody. But that's that's the parity where the Big 12's at, and that's where college football is, has started to, to go from because of the transfer portal. Yeah, you get asked this time this time of year this a lot, but is there any true freshman that you can kind of take apart right now and said they're probably going to play for us this year and be um, ready? You know. Um, Austin Romaine, a linebacker from the St. Louis area, is somebody that we're really excited about because he got here in the spring and, and we're probably, we lost some depth at linebacker. He's a guy that has a chance to, to help us, but we'll see how it all plays out in, in fall camp um, when we get everybody. You know, we didn't, a lot of those guys didn't practice a whole lot in spring. Right. Let's see how they all do when they get with the big boys. You have two, you have four newcomers in the league, and you're playing two of them this year because you don't have that same familiarity with those rosters. Do you work on those teams any more this offseason? Yeah, we do. We watch a little bit more of UCF and Houston. You have to just because we have a, a Rolodex of things on the teams that we have played for the last four years, even if there's coaching changes or some personnel and stuff. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty solid. But we had to do some work on – UCF and, and Houston, I, I promise you, I have not looked at one snap of BYU or Cincy. There's no reason to look at a snap of those two because we don't have to worry about those until 2024 unless you guys got the schedule already in 2024. We don't. <laughs> How do you, with all the talk about Big 12 expansion going on as a coach, uh, is it stressful at all? Do you think about any of that, like conference membership or anything? No, I just know it's not done. Yeah. I, I'm not just saying Big 12. I think the landscape of college football is evolving every day, and there's there's going to be more. If, if, as soon as somebody thinks the carousel has stopped, it's going to start back up again. Um, and I don't know when it's going to slow down. Might not in my coaching tenure. I don't know, but I just know it's going to continue to evolve. And I, it, it um, you know, it's, it's a lot to do with TV and, and big markets, and yeah. um, you know, and, and I, I hope we end up getting a few more teams. With all these changes to kind of wrap things up here, a lot of changes in the game, NIL, transfer portal, what we're talking about, pre-alignment. Does it make you reevaluate as a coach, like how long you want to do it? I guess how, how long do you want to continue doing it? You know, I, I can't answer that question. Um, I signed a contract um, with Gene, you know, um, because I believe so much in Gene and what Gene believes in what we're doing. I love what I do. I love being around the players um, that, that I am and, and impacting those guys' lives. And I don't – I don't, I don't have a – it's like somebody said, well, did you guys plan on winning the Big 12 championship here, whatever, fourth year? I, no, I just plan on trying to get better each week and seeing where that took you. I, I just enjoy it right now because you know, if I look too far ahead, I'm going to lose out this opportunity my last time with Daniel Green and Cooper Beep. And hopefully you guys can get Will Howard to come back for another year. But <laughs> Daniel Green and Cooper Beep are, are going to be done after this year. I, I want to enjoy those times with those seniors. You better golfer than Gene? Well, that's not a very good comparison. <laughs> I can probably beat Gene. Um, Gene's uh, improved quite a bit. He and I played in Arizona um, with a friend of ours from Fargo. Neither one of us were very good. He probably beat my beat my butt. I probably get a little bit more opportunity to play in in June and July than Gene does. But in August, he'd kill me. Okay, that makes sense. He'd, he'd kill me in August. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll tell him you said it. Hey, we really appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck this year and uh, safe travels back to May 9. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube.
Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.